God is in the moment. He's in the now. He's in the present. His presence is with us, in us, and wants to operate through us right now. Many of us are thinking about, like, where God is taking us or where my life is going. Amen. I can't wait until this happens or once I get to this place or I believe he's got this plan for me. And we think that if we just be obedient today, that he's going to bring us to that great place. Guess what? His great plan for you is not in the future. It's in the now. Like his, his end is your process. We think about the process being part of where we're going to the end, and literally, he's in the process in the here and now to show you specifically how real he is, how powerful he is, how loving he is right now. Because if he's not in the now, when is he? He's already where you're going. He's more concerned about where you are right now. And I want us this morning to see if we can't Capture our thoughts to stay here. Hebrews 3, 6. But God, as the Son, is in charge of God's entire house. And we are God's house. If we keep our courage and remain confident in our hope in Christ, if we have courage enough, if we have even the uh, confidence to remain in Christ just during this service, not later on this afternoon, like right now, just staying in Christ right now, you're going to hear things from God that you've never heard before. In Him. If we keep our courage and remain confident, do you believe God has something for you this morning? Do you believe He has something specifically for you? If you believe that and you are confident and remain confident in that and stay in his presence, he will not fail you. You will hear things about yourself. You will hear things about circumstance. You'll hear things about future in the here and now that will bring you closer to the reality that God is in charge of his house. Verse 13, you must warn each other every day while it's still today. So that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God. Many are hope, their hope has been disappointed. I thought it would be here. I don't know why this hasn't happened yet. Why isn't this going on? I thought this would be like this by now. And you're sitting there thinking about the things that are going on and your heart is starting to get hardened by God because he hasn't brought you where you thought you were supposed to go. He wants you to know right here and now that he has plans for you. He hasn't given up on you. Don't harden your heart today. As a matter of fact, he wants you to fan into flame and cut off any hardness that he would velvetly hammer that thing off that will allow you to have a tender and compassionate heart this morning to hear what he has for you in the now. In the now. Oh, I wish my relationships were better. I wish my finances were better. I wish my health were better. Get over it. Now is where he is. He will make your relationships better. He will make your health better. He will make your circumstances better. But it's in the here and now that he does it. It's not out there somewhere. It's in the now. Let's keep going. For if we're faithful to the end... 
trusting God just as firmly as we did when we first believed, we will share in all that belongs to Christ right now. You want to share in all that belongs to Christ? Uh, Love is in Christ. Peace is in Christ. Strength is in Christ. Wisdom is in Christ. Health is in Christ. Healing is in Christ. Everything good and perfect is in Christ, and it is available to you right now. What are the things that you are allowing to come into the right now to take you from the fullness that God has for you right now? Oh, Jay, you just don't know what's been going on. I don't care. If you can understand where you are right now, he wants you to understand that you're free from that. He wants you to understand that you have victory over that. He wants you to understand that he will break every chain that's holding you captive to that. Provided that you stay in the here and now in him. Because in him him is where the victory is. It's not in your trying to concoct or manipulate or make situations better. That's all scheming of man's ideas, not the direction of the Holy Spirit in your life. He wants you to rest right now in the place that you're at and know that you are loved and everything's going to be okay. Come on. If you just, I mean, can we just like close our eyes? Let's close our eyes. Just, Just say, I am loved. And everything's going to be okay. That felt good, didn't it? Do we need to know anything else? Is that the most important words you could have heard this morning? God's in charge of his house. And you're loved and everything is going to be okay. We can go home now. It's true we could, but we need to keep reminding ourselves as it is today that we don't get caught back into the trap of the tomorrow or the uncertainty. This is so precious. Hebrews 4, verse 1. God's promise of entering his rest still stands. So we ought to tremble with fear that some of you might fail to experience it. Like right now. I'm afraid some of you are not experiencing God's rest like right now. You're still thinking about tomorrow or fears of what happens if and what if this. His rest still stands right now. My fear is that you're not experiencing it. And you can only lose the experience if you see yourself other than where we've just said that you're loved and everything is going to be okay. So there's a special rest, verse 9, still waiting for the people of God. For all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labors. See, this isn't about what you're doing to make things happen. God is in charge of his house. He wants you to stay in his rest, and he will lead you in the moment of what you need to do each and every moment. Rather than getting too far ahead of ourselves, those are all our labors just as God did after creating the world. Let us do our best to enter that rest. I think the ESV in the New King James says, strive to enter his rest. It's like an oxymoron, isn't it? It's like, how strive to enter his rest. Do you see where the battle is? It's hard to stay in the here and now knowing that you're loved and everything is going to be okay. Because of the noise of this world, things that are going on around us, circumstances themselves want to take us from that place. But there's a special rest still available to us. 
if we would strive to enter that rest in the circumstances around us, I got news for you. COVID doesn't bother me a bit. I'm not saying that because of arrogance. I'm saying that because of Jesus. <laughs> My hope is in him. He's protecting me. He's directing me. And he's going to lead me every single step of the way. And it has nothing to do with COVID. If I start thinking about the fears of COVID, I'm denying the power of the risen Lord. We just sang, perfect love would cast out all fear. Perfect love would cast out all fear. I don't operate in fear. I don't operate in fear. Why? Because I'm staying in the moment that he says he's in charge of my house. And he has plans for me in him. Oh, so let us do our best to enter that rest. There's some in here this morning that are outside of that rest. I want you to strive to get into that place that you can know that you're loved and everything's going to be okay. I don't care about your finances. I don't care about your health. I don't care about your relationships. He does. You don't need to worry about them. He's got them. As long as you rest in them, he's got you. Amen? You don't have to work harder, toil more, worry more. He says, no, strive to enter that rest. But I feel guilty if I'm resting with all this stuff going on. You're fired from being God. <laughs> Amen? You're fired. But if we disobey God, as the people of Israel did, we will fall. As soon as you get outside of that rest, as soon as you think you've got to be God in that situation, as soon as you think you have to manipulate this and start worrying about the tomorrows, you will fall because you're going to lose sight of that rest. It's designed by the devil himself to deceive you into thinking something other than where you are is restful. Oh, this is, isn't it fun when we do uh, services here and you, you see scripture and say, man, I know that one and I know that one. And I know that one. I hope these scriptures get so ordinary for you that you're speaking them out over your life each and every day. Amen? So this is one we use a lot here. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live in right standing with God, recognizing your identity in Christ, which is righteous. Amen? And he will give you everything you need. He just said you're loved and everything's going to be okay in that many words. So don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. Yeah, but... For tomorrow will bring its own worries. You can bet on it. Like, it's a guarantee. He's already said it, right? Today's trouble is enough for today. You just need to strive to enter his rest in today's stuff. Tomorrow's got enough of its own to think about. You don't want to draw tomorrow's into today. Man, no wonder we're walking around needing anxiety medications. We're taking on the worries of not only today and tomorrow, but 20 years, 30 years, and not just our own, but our neighbors and our kids and, and that person's and that person's. Man, we're carrying around so much stuff. It's amazing. I'm, I'm firing you again. James 4.13, look here, you who say, today or tomorrow, we're going to a certain town, and we'll stay there a year, we'll do business there, and make a profit. How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? 
Your life is like the morning fog. It's here a little while, then it's gone. Now, some of you are like getting depressed thinking, well, I'm, how fast is that going to be? Well, the good news is on the other side of this life is our life eternal in Christ. So in that way, I'm not so sad it's going to be just like a fog, right? What do we have to look forward to tomorrow? Some more problems. It's a promise. Come on. This world is a mess. But in Christ, we can go through the mess with joy. In Christ, we can go through the mess in peace. In Christ, we can go through all of this stuff going on, and it doesn't cause us to even move an inch. Why? Because he's in charge of the house. He says, I'm loved, and everything's going to be okay. I trust him. I believe him. I'm just going to walk in it. That's a mic drop. <laughs> it's just the way it is. Your life is like that fog. Here a little while, then it's gone. What you ought to say is, if the Lord wants us to do, wants us to, we will live and do this or that. Otherwise, you're boasting about your own pretentious plans, and all such boasting is evil. There's so much disappointment when our own plans don't fall in place the way we wanted them. And that's by the devil's tactics as well. The Lord says that he will give you the desires of your heart. And he has plans to prosper you and not to harm you. So if in fact that you're staying in the moment to say, God, what would you have me to do in this? Not why did this happen to me, but what? What are you trying to show me in this? What is it that you're doing in and through my life in this, God? As opposed to, ah! all of a sudden it's like, what's the purpose, God? What, what do you have me to do in this, God? Not why did that happen, but God, what would you will me to do in this? What are you showing me? How are you transforming me? Am I becoming more like you? Am I a chip off the old block in this? Am I striving to enter your rest in this? And he's our biggest cheerleader. He's saying the whole time, you're loved and you're doing amazing. And when you stumble and fall, he just says, get back up, get back up. Let's keep going. Amen. He is your biggest cheerleader. John 16, 33, I've told you all this so that you might have peace in me right now. Here on earth, it's going to be a mess. Anybody want to argue about that? Always has. Always will. But take heart because I have overcome the world. Remember? Allow him to set you on his lap, close your eyes, you're loved, and everything's going to be okay. Romans 5, 3. We can rejoice, too, when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. How many of you like to learn Patience. He gives us all kinds of opportunities. I think of patience, endurance, and perseverance to all be real similar. He's wanting us to endure, to be patient, 
to persevere in what he has us in right now by staying in him. If we can stay in him, the circumstances around us don't have a chance because overwhelming victory is ours through Christ and no weapon formed against us may prosper in Christ. And that's where we live and move and breathe. Remember, right now we live and move and breathe in him. There's no weapon formed against him that can prosper. As a matter of fact, I can say unto that mountain, be moved in Jesus' name, and that mountain shall move. How do I know that? Because he said it. And it's not moving. Jay, it just doesn't seem to move. Whether it's one shovel at a time or if it moves all at once, I don't care. I just know that in him, overwhelming victory is mine in and through him, regardless of the circumstance. Trusting in that place, being in that place, is where my peace comes from, where my joy comes from, where my patience comes from. My patience is in him. It is actually a fruit of his spirit. It's a fruit of his spirit. So really, being in Christ gives you patience. How can you have patience? Because you know in your knower that God's in charge of his house. And a yielded life to Christ, we know that where he's taking us is his perfect plan. Regardless of the circumstances, around us and endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation and this hope will not lead to disappointment I think that's worth pausing on in this place where you're at right now in him loved everything is going to be okay that hope will not disappoint you. If your hope is in him and what he's going to do, if your hope is in him, he will never disappoint. Praise be to God. He is faithful. Even when we're not faithful, he'll be faithful, as word says. And this hope will not disappoint, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. James 1, 2, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. How? How? In him. In him. In him. Rest in him. Know in him. Declare in him. The promises of God are in him. They're yes and amen. So when that thing comes, it's an opportunity to say, watch what God is going to do. I don't care what the circumstance, watch what God is going to do. Now, it's not going to come maybe as fast as you want. Anybody deal with that before? So love is patient. Amen? It's patient. It's going to endure. I'm hanging on to the hem of his garment, and I'm not letting go. I'm not going to harden my heart thinking, oh, I wonder if I heard that wrong. That's a lie from the pit of hell. I'm hanging onto the hem of his garment, and I'm just going to keep my sheep know my voice, and they follow me. I know I'm okay. I know I'm strengthened. I know I'm loved, and everything's going to be okay because he's in charge of his kids. He loves you that much. Amen. Amen. So let it grow. When your faith has tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. 
Let it grow. Let it grow. Thank you, Lord, that you're growing that endurance in me. Thank you, God, that you're growing that strength of character in me, that regardless of the circumstances, I can keep my eye on the prize. Amen? It says, so let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? So then we need more of the endurance. Right on? We need to be trained in that endurance. We don't set it aside and say, why is this happening to me again? It's like, okay, God, what are you showing me in this? Because I want to learn this endurance thing. I want to learn it. Like, I want to learn endure. I want to learn persevere. I want to learn patience in him. Because we're going to have to practice it every day. Even some of you already have gotten from right now and you've already gone ahead. You've not even been patient enough in here that you're already thinking about later on today. Just say, how are you going to deal with so-and-so? And, oh, I wish so-and-so was here to hear this. <laughs> Man, I'm going to send this talk to so-and-so. And your mind has been on so-and-so the whole time. And the Lord is saying, you've missed me in you. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he'll give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person divided with divided loyalty is unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed about by the wind. I'm afraid about tomorrow. I'm safe tomorrow. I'm afraid about tomorrow. I'm safe tomorrow. What am I going to do here? I know what to do here. I'm not sure what to do here. Place my faith in God. Really? Should I put my faith in God? You sound bipolar. <laughs> and I mean no disrespect to those that suffer from that. But you understand what that is. And to be able to be grounded in the truth is what we're after here today. Not to be blown about by the winds of that. I pray that if you are suffering from that, from that bipolar where thoughts are on both ends of the spectrum and they go back and forth, that the mighty king of kings and lord of lords would heal you right now. That you would know that your mind is healed in him right now. Not tomorrow, not the next day, not going through process or treatments. It's like right now. He has made your mind well right now. Why? Because he loves you and he wants you to know everything is going to be okay. And he does that for his kids. I don't want to be that. I want to be steadfast in my perseverance. I want to be steadfast in my patience. I don't want to waver. Such, a, such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they're unstable in everything they do. I know that picture. That was my life. And any time I get outside of that, that's my life again. I've got access to it all the time. All I have to do is invite Jay back into the equation. <laughs> Allow Jay to be God for a day and watch what happens to this town. <laughs> Ain't pretty. Have mercy. Praise be to God. My best thinking got me in treatment at 45. Who? 
So Colossians 1, 9 says, So I've, we have not stopped praying for you since we heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit, all the while as you glow, grow to learn God and to know God better and better. In the here and now. Where are you, God? <laughs> if you're asking where is God, who left? Yep, he's right here, right now, with you right now, and he's speaking to you right now. And some of you are like, going, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> but his plans are always to prosper you and never to harm you. So we also pray that you will be strengthened with all of his glorious power so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. See where the power comes from? It's not you going to work harder. It's not you going to fight more. It's relying on him. Staying in his presence will give you the strength, the wisdom, the endurance, right on, that you'll need to endure anything. May you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. He's enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. That's us, church. It's us. We're living in the light. Is your life filled with life? Is your light shining bright? If so, you are the apple of his eye today. Amen? If you're not, you're still the apple of his eye, but you don't see it. You've let something else creep in and lie to you. Amen? If you're the apple of his eye and you know it, you're going to let everybody else know it. Amen? Rochelle says that she's his favorite. I wrestle with her about that. She's in the run and she sure is. And so are you, Neil. So are you. I think he's got all three of our pictures on his fridge. Ah, Judas. Yeah, amen. Amen. That's us in Christ, isn't it? Come on, folks. That's us. Us as part of the master, a piece of the master. If you're not seeing yourself in that way, you're believing a lie about yourself. You're believing some lie about yourself. And he wants to tear that thing off of you today. Today, right now. Not like later today. Like right now. So, Philippians 3, verse 7. I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Right now. <laughs> like, right now. Starting right now, and right now again. <laughs> and now. Yeah, no, no, no. Now, still now. Strive to enter that rest, that knowing Christ. There's nothing more valuable than staying in that rest. There's nothing more critical. There's nothing more foundational than standing in the faith of the promises of God to allow you to have the best life on this earth, keeping our eye on the prize right now. <laughs> it is so good, isn't it? Yes, it's all worthless compared to knowing Christ. He says, counting it all as garbage so I could gain Christ and become one with him. 
verse 12. I don't mean that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for what Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Now, he's not saying here, now you put your thoughts on the good things that are going to happen tomorrow or the next day. He's talking about the upward call and the prize of being face-to-face with him for eternity. That's the joy set before him. He endured the cross for the joy set before us. That's why we keep our eye on the prize. The prize is not next week we're going to have a different house or a job or my healing is going to be there or I'm finally going to have that relationship. That's not what he's talking about. We keep our eye on the prize of where we're going on this next life. That's how we can stay in hope regardless of the circumstances that we're in because tomorrow is going to be a mess. Amen? Abigail, come on up and share with us, will you? Abigail has a word, if I can find a mic. Amen. Let's give Abby a little round of applause. Hi. Um, well, uh, this is what Jay's talking about right now, is exactly what I'm going through right now, is just like embracing the process of learning more about God by being patient for things that I really want really really want oh my goodness to my core and (laughs) it's something where like God just like he's put something in my mind and he's like this is something that this what you want is from me but it's not I'm not going to give you to you just yet like you have to wait because he has it's a process and I'm learning so much about his promises and who he is and three things that come to mind, I shared in the first service about this because I just couldn't be quiet. I was like, oh, <laughs> I have to share. Um, but God doesn't, when we ask for patience, um, how many of you guys have just been like, God, can you give me patience? Yeah. Here's the thing. This is something I've learned in my request is that when I ask for patience, God doesn't give me patience. He gives me an opportunity to be patient. And... It's, oh, I've learned that. And <laughs> it's, it's interesting because I didn't think of it in that way. But the reason why, like, when we don't get something, it's especially in something like this, learning to be patient. God is not trying to um, hurt us. He's trying to help us because the process, we get to learn so much about him. It's not about the end. Like, of course, our, our, when it comes to spiritual things, we are learning, we're striving to get to the end, um, know who Jesus is, but the process is so important because we won't get the full extent of it if we don't go through it and we don't embrace it. So, yeah, that's what I have to share. <laughs> Man, thank you, Abby. <laughs> Abby, I wish I would have got it when I was your age. Oh, praise be to God, but just truth again, amen? Truth. Yeah, but I press on to possess that perfection. Haven't achieved it, no forgetting the past, what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. That's the hope we can stay in 
keeping our eye on where we're going after this mess. Come on. Keeping our eye on that. Because the joy of the Lord is going to be your strength in the process. And you're going to need patience. You're going to need endurance. You're going to need perseverance. You're going to need humility. You're going to need forgiveness. You're going to need... You're going to need... You're going to need wisdom. But all of these things, He will give you the divine power to do as you remain in Him. It's in Him that all this is accomplished. Revelations 3, verse 10. Because you obeyed my command to persevere, I will protect you from the great time of testing that will come upon the whole world to test those who belong to the world. Man, we thought we had it rough. He's got, he's, he's got, he's got a lot more testing to come in this, in this next season on the life after for those who remain here that don't know him. He's going to put some testing out there. But for you who have remained and persevered, he says, I will protect you. I'm coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take away your crown. He just told us that persevering is going to give us a crown. A crown of perseverance. I want that crown. Amen? I want that crown. Because it's, it means that that crown came as a result of my remaining in him. So it isn't about me at all. It's about all about him. If we can remain in him, walk in him, trust in him, have our wisdom from him, live through him, have him living through us. Amen? That crown of perseverance. Don't let anybody take that from you. Warn people while it's today if they're worried about the tomorrows and the how comes and the why nots. Get them back grounded into you're loved and everything is going to be okay. He says, all who are victorious will become pillars in the temple of my God. And they will never have to leave it. And that could be our church right there. Let's, let's, let's have the church in the pines be the pillars in the temple of God. Amen. Come on. I would love that we could just stay in the temple. Amen. Praise be to God. Mm. And I will write on them the name of my God. And they will be citizens in the city of my God, the new Jerusalem that comes down from heaven from my God, and I will also write on them my new name. <laughs> Do you know that God has a special name for you? He's, got his, he's going to give you a new name. What do you want that name to be? Perseverance would be cool. <laughs> what would you like your name to be? Overcomer. Like that. What else? Steadfast. Faithful. Loved. Come on, that's our name. What? Believer. Compassionate. Precious. Cherished. Obedient. Warrior. Beloved. Victorious. Soldierous. Come on, church, that's us. And we get to determine how that name looks. 
right now. Not tomorrow, not the next day, right now. First Timothy 6, oh, let me keep going here. This is a good part. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he's saying to the churches. He's saying it to us right now. He's trying to help us. He loves us that much. He's trying to help you to stay in the here and now because the world is going to get uglier. This is just the beginning, church. Overwhelming victory is ours in him. Oh, some of you are saying right now, I can't handle anything else. Guess what? God said that you can handle anything that you put in his hands. You can do all things through him. All things. You can do nothing apart from him. So if you're saying, I don't know how I'm going to do this, you put the I'm in there where he belongs. But you, Timothy, are a man of God, so run from all these evil things. Pursue righteousness and a godly life along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight for the true faith. It is a fight. It is a fight. It is a fight. I heard warrior. It is a fight. It's going to war against your mind all day today. Because this truth has been revealed to you, there's going to be yeah butts flying at you all afternoon. I know that because the evil one wants to take you off of what was just shared and take it as if it's that seed that was planted on the sidewalk and the devil just come quickly and snatch it. Man, I want it to go down deep in us, huh? I want us to turn our soil and receive this seed in such a way that it begins to grow in us in such a way. I'm hanging on to the hem of his garment and no weapon formed against me will prosper. I am loved by the king of kings. I'm going to walk my life in righteousness. I'm going to pursue a godly life. I'm going to have faith, love, perseverance with gentleness and I'm going to fight the good fight. And all of us declare that in Jesus' name. Hold tightly to the eternal life to which God has called you. See, we got a prize coming. It's coming. It's coming. He's coming soon. You hang in there. Persevere. Don't lose heart. Don't have a calloused heart. Don't get hardened. Stay focused on him, tender and kind and gentle. God's called you to that, which you have declared so well before many witnesses. This is our time to shine, church. This is a time where we get to declare these truths because so many around us are defeated. So many around us have fallen prey to the battle surrounding the circumstances of their life. And they are miserable. You have the antidote. Walking, living, moving, and breathing in you. If you stay in the moment enough to recognize all that it's doing for you, you will not be able to help but share that same story with the person who's next to you. The turmoil that's going on right now is to help others to see that there is a Savior. And if we're not showing it, who is? If we're commiserating and if we're getting into these negative discussions and Falling into the same, if we look the same, if we smell the same, if we taste the same, where is the Savior in that? As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. All that that entails, and we know that we are going to be safe in Him.